0: Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. When you see praise in the Bible, it is not something that is contemplative. It's not reflective. It's not quiet. When you see praise, when you see testimony, when you see bless God, that is a verbal declaration of what God has done. They are telling something about how good God is, or they are telling God how good God is. You can't hide it. It is demonstrative. You know what the person is doing when you see them doing There is no doubt about it. They have opened up their mouth and talked about how good God is. You ought to try it sometime. God, I love you. God, I praise you. God, I worship your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for me. You got Turn with me to the 66th Psalm, starting with the 8th verse. That is Psalm 66, starting with verse 8, and I'll be reading all the way down to verse 20. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I'm reading from the New King James Version. O oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt sacrifices of fat animals with the sweet aroma of rams. I will offer bulls with goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. God's word for God's people, and God's people said amen. Amen. Uh, For the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk about uh, I got to tell somebody. I got to tell somebody. We as a people like to share. When something is good, we want to tell everybody. When something is so good that it gives us goosebumps, we have to tell everybody the the restaurant that we just found out about or a dish at a restaurant we just found out about, a new movie, a great song. We want to share with everybody something good. And when we find something bad, we really want to make sure we tell everybody how bad it is. Uh, telling somebody about something, sharing uh, those things that we feel are important to us is something that we do naturally when it comes to the things in the natural, but not so much when it comes to things in the spiritual. And that is what the psalmist was doing in Psalm 66. He was sharing something that was good to him. Psalm 66 is what we call a part of the Elois Psalter, uh, Psalms 42 through 72, uh, because they all refer to God in the text in the Hebrew language as Elohim, uh, which is a pretty common name for God. The name Elohim literally means God Uh, when we see in Genesis 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth they are saying Elohim uh, for uh, God Uh, but then there are people that will shorten Elohim to El and add it on to something else Uh, El Elyon which is God the most high or El Shaddai which is God almighty or El Roy which means the God who sees but all these Psalms 42 through 72 refer to God as Elohim in the text. And so they all got grouped together and in what, what is referred to amongst scholars as the Elois Psalter. We really don't know how to classify the psalm outside of that because it's got some other elements in it that talk about different times in history. Uh, it talks about deliverance of the people of God out of Egypt in captivity. So there's a message of deliverance there, but there's also some church type liturgy in it that talks about coming to worship and sacrifice. So they don't know. But the the, the point is, is whether or not we can classify it, whether or not we can put it into a certain type of uh, certain list, we know one thing's for sure. The psalmist got in some trouble and he wants to talk about it. We get into trouble sometimes and we don't want to tell anybody we hold it in we need to be able to talk to one another and share with one another i would argue that some of the pro- some of the times that we don't want to tell nobody is cuz we think that they think like we think which means if i don't want to hear about your problems nobody else wants to hear about my problems and if we spend a little more time working in community we could get together. There are problems, I would argue, we want to talk about right now. We are dealing with a pandemic. We are dealing with an economic collapse. We are dealing with argue. Never have I been in any other situation before where experts are treated like they don't know anything about the subject matter, the way doctors get treated, talking about how to treat a virus. I've never seen that before. And then we we coming into uh, hurricane season right now. Problems stacking up on top of problems. We've got an actual bug called murder hornets sitting in the United States. Now, stuff is piling up, and we're getting ready to go into this hurricane season, and they're already predicting that this one is going to be worse than uh, some previous ones. So this, this, this thing, we need to be able to be willing to talk about problems. There was hardships in the text, and there are hardships in our lives that we ought to be willing to share with one another. Every time I turn on my social media uh, applications, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or or whatever, I I see more RIP posts. Either somebody I know has passed away or somebody that I know uh, has um, lost somebody close to them. The R Rest in Peace posts keep piling up. We have hardships that we have to face, and they don't go away by ignoring them. They don't go away by pretending like everything is fine. Matter of fact, when you pretend like everything is fine, I would say it makes it worse. But we have somebody if we don't want to talk to anybody else there is somebody that we can talk to about our problems. Oh what peace we often forfeit. Oh what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If you don't want to talk to your neighbor about it try talking to God about it. Have a talk with him. Tell him about your problems. He'll hear the faintest cry and answer by and by. And that is what the psalmist did with these, this thing. He was, he was going to tell the people about how good God is talking to one another. It's so good that I got to tell somebody. Uh, the first thing that he focuses on is the deeds of the Lord. The psalmist is speaking of all the things that God has done. He talks about God's preeminence. The Lord's name is glorious. I didn't read it in your hearing, but it is part of the text. When you look at 66, 1 and 2, it says to make a joyful noise to God, all the earth, and to sing out the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. It starts off with making a joyful noise. Uh, that, le- that word literally translates from Hebrew to shout. When you see praise in the Bible, it is not something that is contemplative. It's not reflective. It's not quiet. When you see praise, when you see testimony, when you see bless God, that is a verbal declaration of what God has done. They are telling something about how good God is or they are telling God how good God is. You can't hide it. It is demonstrative. You know what the person is doing when you see them doing it. There is no doubt about it. They have opened up their mouth and talked about how good God is. You ought to try it sometime. God, I love you. God, I praise you. God, I worship your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for me. You got to be with to tell all the good things. If he's never done anything else for you, he's already done more than enough and you ought to be willing to tell somebody about it. Uh, the psalmist is telling the people to come and see. It's almost like this first part of Psalm 66, he's singing a hymn of thanksgiving. You gotta be willing to tell people about how good God is. What if nobody had ever told you about God? He woke you up this morning and started you on your way and put you in your right mind and put food on the table and clothes on your backs and a roof over your head. You have things to be thankful for. If he never does anything else for you, he's already done more than enough by sending his son to die for your sins so that you might have access to life and have access to life abundantly. He talks about God's preeminence. He tells somebody about it. And then he talks about God's power versus uh, he says that how awesome. Say to God, say verbal, tell. This ain't no think about, dot, no write about, tell. Tell tell say to God how awesome are your works through the greatness of your powers your enemies shall submit themselves to you all the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you they shall sing praises to your name come and see he's telling other people to come in and see what God has done how awesome is in his doing towards the son of men he turned the sea to dry land and they went through a river on foot they will rejoice in him by his rules his rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations and do not let rebellious exalt themselves. He's telling everybody hey, what's here's what's going on and you all need to come in and learn about this great God who has done it. We ought to worship him no matter what the Bible says that let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Not Methodist versus Baptist or Catholic versus Protestant or Lutheran. It says let everyone that have breath even if you ain't saved, even if If you ain't already on the roll of a church, let everything that have breath. We all need to praise God no matter what. He's made a path through the Red Sea. They walked on dry land. He's letting them know that God has power. The one who speaks and worlds are formed. The one who's not a man that he should lie. No, the son of man that he should seek cause to repent. He can't lie because if he says it, it's true. God has power. And that same power that was working back then is the same power that is working now. And so the psalmist is praising God not only for his preeminence, but also for his power. Notice it's not about what he does for you. He's praising him right now for what God is, who God is. Maybe if we spent some more time trying to seek God's face, we wouldn't always be trying to seek God's hand. If we spent more time Trying to seek God's face, we would need. We would realize we, we got everything we need, and we don't have to ask for the hand as much. And so, not only is His preeminence and His power, then He talks about the protection. He's talked about God first. Now He's bringing it back to what God can do. The Psalm praise. The Psalmist rather praises God because our lives are literally in God's hands. The verse says, "Oh bless God, oh bless, oh bless our God, you people, and make the voice." again the voice you are not going to get out of this. I know this might be hard for some people that like to sit in places like a bump on a log. And I never really got that. We can sit and be quiet in church and then go to a football game and scream at the top of our lungs. We can run ourselves hoarse at a basketball game. We can run ourselves hoarse at a football game or a track meet. Or, and, I, and I'm one of those people. I will scream until I am hoarse at a football game. But I also know that I need to praise God when I come to the church house I give him just as much energy as I would give somebody else and so it says the, the it, it says in verse 8 that oh bless God there's that bless word verbal praise and make the voice of his praise be heard. You can't hear your hand on your chin sitting uh, uh, contemplatively. You can't hear a nod to your head. You might hear a hmm, You, but that's not what he's talking about. It says make it be heard. The psalmist is moving from singing about these great works when he says, oh, bless God, uh, you people. He's moving from this singing of a thanksgiving hymn to corporate praise and worship. Come on, let's all praise God together not on our own let's praise god Together, Whether or not we are physically in a building should not matter, but the getting together should matter. The Bible says to the faith, forsake not the assembly of the brethren. It says that behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We ought to be able to praise God together. I'm told time and time again, you can't be a Christian outside of community. So I say time and time again that you can't be a Christian outside of community. We ought to be able to work to together don't just have me out here praising him by myself let's exalt his name together and so we have the preeminence and and, and we have we have the power and we have the protection but sometimes there's got to be some purging hmm yeah Uh, people think uh, of bad things when they hear the word purge but another definition of the word purge means to make free of something that is unwanted there is some grief but there is some glory in that grief I would argue that there during these trying times there are some things that we thought we could not live without that we keep getting up day after day saying good morning even though we don't have it anymore there are some people that we thought were extremely important but it comes to find out this they're not as important as we thought and there are probably some people that we didn't think were as important That we've understood that that is what really matters and that is who we need to be investing our time and energy to it can be getting rid of unwanted things and it's tested and they are refined like silver is in a crucible because we go through this grief and, and on the end of the grief we will get the glory And so we move from this singing of God's praises to let's all praise him together. And the psalmist then promises around verse 13 that I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay my vows. Watch which my lips have uttered and my mouth spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer burnt sacrifices. I will offer bulls and goats. come. And here, all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done. I cried out to him. Over and over again, it's gone from let's all sing about God's praises to let's praise God together, now the psalmist has moved to what you all have done, to what God has done for me. Is moved from come and see to I have come. The psalmist is talking about ritualistic stuff, and the ritualistic stuff is the praise is not just one time. The tense that it's in means it's over and over again. He's calling others to praise God, but now he's moving from the corporate praise and worship to his own personal praise and and worship and just like, and not only is he moving to the personal praise and worship, he's moving to the personal praise and worship over and over again. I can't get healthy by just eating one salad. I can't get in shape by just running one time and saying I'm good for the month. You can't just praise God one time. Did he only wake you up just one time? Did he only start you on your way one time? Has he only protected you from danger seen and unseen one time? It's an ongoing thing. It's a discipline. It's a ritual. It's repeated. It's over and over again. I can't tell my wife I love you one time and then never say it ever, ever again. Not if I don't want to continue to stay married. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is over and over again. And the psalmist is making personal sacrifices. The psalmist is telling of God's deeds, and he's calling others to praise God, but then he's also saying you got to praise him for yourself. We can't just pretend to get in off of somebody else's work. Sooner or later I'ma have to see God for myself. I love the prayers that my grandmothers had, and I love the prayers that my mother had, and I love the prayers that everybody, but eventually I got to seek him. For myself, we can't just pretend to get there off of somebody else's work, Uh, but we got to be able to see him for ourselves, because when we go see him for ourselves, we will understand that God has listened. And not only has God listened to our prayers, God is listening to our prayers. And not only has God listened to our prayers, and not only is God listening to our prayers, but God is near. God is close. God is watching. And when the text says that they've been tested like silver. Funny thing I learned about silver and prepping for this message. It goes through a process just like gold has to go through a process in order to be refined. But the the, the refined of the silver has to put the silver in the middle of the fire. Can't put it on the outside. It's got to put it in the middle of the fire because it's got to put it in the middle of the fire because that's where the fire burns hottest and that's how the impurities that are in the silver get burned off and they burn off the impurities but the thing also is is that the the, the refiner can't put the the silver in the fire and walk away. They got to watch it. They got to watch that silver go through its process so that they know just the right time to pull it out the fire so that it can be used. They can't walk away because if they walk away from it, the silver will get burnt too much and it won't be able to be used. It will be lost. So the maker is sitting there while the silver is in the fire. The creator is right there, right next To the created thing while it is in the fire watching it because it's going to pull it out at the right time. And how do we know when that silver is done, when the maker is able to see their reflection in the silver? So even though it feels hot right now, even though it feels like something is not there, even though it feels like the creator is not there, they are still there watching. God is watching. God is listening. God is near. And they are going to pull out of the fire at the right time. Ah, the text says that they've been tested like silver, so they're always near. And then the text says that God is going to bring them to a place that is rich fulfillment. Some translations say a spacious place. Other translations say wealthy. Other translations say saturated. The point is, is that God is going to bring them to a place of abundance. He, the psalmist went through trouble at the time, but even though he was going through that trouble, he didn't lose sight of God. And when they got out of the trouble, they got brought to a place that was better than it was before they went in. Uh, I'm going to slow down and say that, say that again. The psalmist went through trouble. And even though they went through trouble, they never lost sight of God. Never lost sight of God. Didn't stop talking to God. Did not stop talking to others about God. Did not stop praising God. Did not stop praying to God. When we, when we go through trouble, it is a trick of the enemy to try to get away from God. That is a trick. But that is the time when you need to be the closest. And so the psalmist went through this trouble. And even though they went through the trouble, they never lost sight of their connection to God. They never cut off their communication with God and they didn't cut off their communication with others. And when they got through it, they came to a place of abundance. And that's not just necessarily a physical place. That's that's not just saying they went to a big space. It's not saying they had material things. It's saying that on the outside, on the other side of the trouble, they were better than when they went in. Uh, and, and, And the point is, is God is going to bring us and the psalmist to a place of abundance, a place so good that you might forget what it used to be like. I'm quite sure there has been some pain that while you were experiencing, while you had that heartbreak or losing a job or losing a house or being publicly embarrassed, while you were going through those things, you felt like this was the worst thing that had ever happened to you. And this pain was almost unbearable. But after you got through the trials and tribulations, once you got some time on the other end, you may have forgotten how bad it even hurt. There may have been some people that you thought you'd never talk again to, but you can laugh with. There are some things that you went through and you forgot how much it hurts because when you got through it on the other side, you were better for it. I'm not saying this to run through, to run through trouble, but I am saying it not to, not to despair while you go through these trials and tribulations. God is still at work. And we ought to be willing to tell somebody about it. God is listening to our prayers. We ought to be able to tell somebody about it. God is closer than we know and understand. We ought to be able to tell somebody without God, whatever you are doing in this season, don't do it with Out me and it says that blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer nor his mercy from me mercy meaning he's got that grace that unmerited favor we can't work our way into it we don't deserve it he didn't have to do it but he did and so the psalmist understands that he doesn't deserve what he's gotten but he still thanks God for it No matter what the problem is, he's still willing to tell God and tell somebody. When he's broke, he's willing to tell God and tell somebody. When he's got abundance, he's willing to tell God and tell somebody. Whether he's in the valley, tell God, tell somebody. When he's in the highest peak of the mountain, tell God, tell somebody. He does not allow his situation or his circumstance to take his eyes off of his Savior. We are in this season. We ought to be willing to still keep in contact with God. We ought to be willing to still keep in contact with our neighbors. We got to tell somebody about it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Thank you for listening to this message. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you found this message. If this message blessed you, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Connect with Pastor Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like Faith UMC Dickinson on Facebook.